So marriage should be perfect without problems. Yeah, just like ours is perfect. No arguing. <laughs> just bliss. Just marital bliss. <laughs> <laughs> And many other myths that we're going to talk to you about today. So buckle up and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, so this video is for uh, couples who are maybe headed into marriage. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that time of year when this video is being released and re recorded and released where there's more nuptials happening. <laughs> the couples are getting married. Uh, you may be getting engaged. Or you might be in your first couple yeah. months or year, one year of marriage, I yeah. guess, one or two years Yeah, of and marriage. so we hope to maybe dispel some of the myths and some of this unspoken pressure that you might feel as a newly married couple, as a newly married husband, or as a newly married wife. You can kind of pile it on. And we're here to say, we're, we're going into, we're going to celebrate our 19th anniversary here in a few months. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's like, is it 19? <laughs> yeah, a big, I a big can't two O's it. coming up it's here. It's crazy. Uh, we've been together for four years in, in addition to that, so we dated for four years. You guys, we're here to tell you, marriage is awesome, yeah. but there's a lot of kind of, uh, there, there are some myths around it. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know who we are, my name is Ryan, my lovely wife here. This is Selena. <laughs> uh, we are the Authors Voices Faces founders of Fierce Marriage, the Fierce Family on YouTube, uh, Fierce Parenting. Uh, we spend our days uh, pointing couples to Christ and just enlivening your hearts, hopefully, by, by God's grace. Yeah. To the truths of scripture and the wonderful weight it bears yeah. on our hearts and how it can transform our lives and um, and how marriage is oftentimes one of the main ways that God will sanctify us and and see his love worked out yeah. uh, through our lives. So that's why we're here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, just If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. Take a second and do that. We want to make sure that uh, we can keep those lines of communication wide open. <laughs> Communication's important. Um, but that way we can um, continue bringing this content to you. We, we, can, we hope to do it as long as the, the good Lord allows. Yes. Let's dive right into this, unless you have something else you want to add. No, to I was just going to say, you know, I think these myths come, we, they come from our own, I think, expectations before we get married or as we're married, because we grow up as individuals, we have our own sort of experiences, whether they be, you know, our, our family of origin or, you know, some big event or something or a couple events that form and kind of shape you as into who you are today. And so you kind of head into marriage with like this ignorance and, and bliss of like, oh, it'll just be so great. Like, and it is, I'm not saying it's not because it, it is in a way that you just can't even imagine, but it also comes with this this work part and this die to self part and this love yeah. and serve one another as Christ loved and served the church. But the most amazing thing is that that is the most rich and deep way to experience, I think, love within mm. a marriage and covenant. Yeah. And I will say this because I, I think most co modern couples are pretty savvy to the fact that, you know, maybe they've had they've been disillusioned when it comes to sure. marriage. And so they might be thinking even the opposite. Instead of having this kind of blissful yeah. outlook on it, they might be thinking, yeah, you know, I don't really have high expectations for what this could be. Sure. And so uh, just, I, I guess, maybe listen with an open eyes, open ears here yeah. as we are going through these things. Uh, and we're here to tell you, again, 19 years into it. Yeah, we're here to share some uh, fun examples. <laughs> mar marriage is good. That God has, God has created a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it is worth Absolutely. kind of pressing into, embracing his model for marriage, not our own. Mm -hmm. And so part of that's why we're having this conversation is because we can we can superimpose kind of human always. expectations we onto what marriage is. And instead, let's look at uh, at God's model for it. So All right. um, number one. Marriage myth number one. Marriage myth number one is that marriage makes things 
easier. That might sound like a weird myth, but I think, especially if you're a Christian couple, okay, uh, we we do these videos, these podcast episodes for Christian couples, and there may be some couples who think that, man, if we could just get married, all of our like pre-marriage issues would go away. We could finally which, just deal with this elephant s- in the room. I will say, for the Fredericks, <laughs> us virgins, it did make things a little bit easier on that end. As far as like being able to, what do you mean? Have sex? <laughs> oh yeah, yes. <laughs> because we were okay, waiting yeah. to have sex, and so you know, there's a little tension there. Um, a little bit. But it also, <laughs> so it <laughs> it made things a little bit more easier in the intimacy department. But it also did bring along more questions, more frustrations, more conversations of people ask. They say, "Why do you guys get married so young?" We got married when we were twenty, basically. And I told him, I was like, I read, I was reading that passage where Paul wrote, he's like, it's better to get married than to burn with passion. (laughs) (laughs) I remembered I was on a dock on a lake in Wapato Park. I was there and I was like, that's it. I'm going to marry this girl. That's it. I'm just going to do it. Cause so I sold my car. (laughs) I was just, man, when you're a young man, when a guy is just like, I'm going to marry her. It's like, oh yes. Okay, good. I'm I'm glad that wasn't the opposite. No, it was a real sarcastic swoon. Real swoon. And I was just like, yeah, I just, I don't want to fight this fight. I'd rather fight whatever fight we can fight together. Yes. But I don't want to have to be battling this kind of desire of the flesh of wanting to be with this woman that I love. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I sold my car, (laughs) uh, bought a wedding ring. Uh, I had a fancy engagement. Yes. And uh, that was So this myth that marriage makes things easier is not just about sex and intimacy, but sure. it can also be applied to uh, finances, priorities. I mean, how you spend your time, money, and energy. I mean, those are some of the biggest com- areas of conflict that we see in marriage because yeah. we all have our ideals of how we think we should be spending this. Um, and it takes, it can be really complicated, I think, especially in your first years of marriage. Again, yeah. trying to break down your own personal expectations and trying to live as one and be unified in your desires. And so, you know, I would just say, like, yeah. <laughs> those first few years of marriage, like, be gracious to one another, love one another, bear with one another, right? In love, forgive one yeah. another as Christ has forgiven so you. Like, it's marriage is not. Yeah. Okay. And that's the upside because yeah. it, it may be. It may not make things easier for you individually, but if as soon as you embrace this one flesh mentality, yeah. then you can begin to tackle uh, life together in yes. unity. And man, that does, I will say, that does make life, I won't say easier, but it, it changes the dynamic and it gives you an advantage. Well, and I like that you said you didn't say easier because one more point on this is that marriage doesn't, it doesn't fix you or your spouse because I think sometimes we conflate better with easier Right. And so um, these, this is not the case with marriage, like getting married, you're going to endure some sanctification, you're going to endure conflict and yeah. you're going to endure face to face with your own selfishness. And if anything, it'll amplify those yes. areas of your life yes. that are dysfunctional. Well, and um, shout that you yeah. need a savior, right? Amen. Amen. It points us to Christ. And that's, again, that's a picture of the gospel in marriage is that when we are together in marriage, uh, when we're made one flesh yeah. and specifically in, in the act of sex, which I think we'll talk about that one next. Um, no. You, well, we will. I'm going to jump ahead. <laughs> um, you are naked and unashamed, and mm. you're you're completely exposed to one another, mm. your heart, soul, and body, completely exposed to them, and yet you are with this person who has said to you, "I do. I will love mm. you till death do us part." If you are living out your covenant and yeah. you're living out that love, you can see a glimpse of what it means to be loved, fully known and fully loved mm-hmm. by God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that that's it's 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 a it's an opportunity to. To, to live out the gospel yeah. in a much more tangible way. Okay, uh, let's skip ahead. I want to go to myth. Uh, it'll be myth number two for today, but it's ahead in our list. Um, and it's this, is that sex will get boring. 
Yeah, I would. I think the secular messages out there are just sex is purely pleasurable. Carnal should be fun. Shouldn't ever get it. It's going to get born well, with the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as we know, as Christians, like sex is so much more than just pleasure and enjoyment and excitement. Right? There's I would, I, other okay. purposes behind it. I would yes, but I would say that the pleasure just gets more intense in sure. ways that aren't purely physical. Right. And don't get me wrong, like the like it's like fine wine. I'm just gonna be completely honest. Okay, going on 19 years, our sex nowadays is far better than than the first year of our marriage. Like far better. Fine wine. Now, granted, <laughs> it's not new. Yeah. Because you're my wife. You're my same wife. <laughs> same you're wife. the only one I've ever been with. <laughs> and so no, it's 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 not new. So it's not like the beginning of our marriage right. was where right. it was new. But it's far better. Right. And right. I yeah. And so it's we have. Um, well, you discover, I think, some of the new purposes and aspects of sex. Like for us, we learned that sex can be very comforting to one another, right? Mm-hmm. It can be a place of comfort. It can be a place of just feeling close to one another. It's not just a physical, uh, carnal thing that I think where this myth of it'll get boring kind of uh, yeah. is rooted or birthed. Think about that premise, that very thought that sex can get boring and how utterly selfish that, that idea is that if you, you, yeah. bore, you bore me, you no longer satisfy me so that how to think that is to say to you like i'm not like i've, I've discovered it, all there is to know about you mm-hmm. i have experienced all there is to experience with you and i just you know i'm ready just for a different a different thing right mm-hmm. and that is an a lie from the enemy friends and that you can spend your life exploring this person that is your spouse, yes, physically exploring them, yes, uh, emotionally exploring who they are yeah, and how and God made them. and that's spiritually, all plays it into it. And you will never yeah. see, it, see it all. Yeah. And so you'll never experience all that your spouse is. And so like, th- that's, what, that's the wonder of, of a monogamous marriage is that you have your lives to get to know one another. In and a, so I'll say yeah, 19 years into way. this, yeah. that sex has gotten... Um, at times, much more intense in a good way, much more fun, mm-hmm. um, much more, like you said, comforting, mm-hmm. um, much more uh, familiar, and that's not in a boring way, but in a in a, a like, safe I just want to go be, I just want to be with you, yeah. my wife, a safe way, in a safe way, yeah. yeah. So, I would say one don't way, believe the, the the myth. Yeah, I would say one way to combat if you are feeling like sex is boring in your marriage is to set aside some time to have an honest conversation with your spouse. We have books. We have podcast episodes. We have so many resources. We have a course for you. Yeah. It's actually one of our free courses. If you go to gospelcenteredmarriage.com, um, check it out. There's, it's five, uh, what is it? It's something that has to do with five aspects of a healthy sex life, yeah. we'll say. Um, anyway, we have some resources for you. Yeah. So don't just sit in that, it's boring, I don't know what to do. Like, take no. some responsibility, take some charge. This is your marriage that God's given you. Steward it well and be active in it. So... That is number two, sex will get boring. Right, number myth, three. Uh, myth number three. Well, actually, we got to go up here. We got to go up here. Okay, so oh, love yeah. can be lost. This isn't a myth that... I can fall out of love with I fell you. In, I fell in love with you, and I can fall out of love with mm. you. That if somehow our feelings of affection wane, or they don't, they're not as dynamic as they once were, Yeah. We start to doubt that I actually, was I supposed to marry this person? (laughs) Well, it's a very fear-based statement. And we were trying to talk about examples from our own marriage for each of these myths. And I don't know that I ever like subscribe to this. I would never, I'd never been scared that I would like fall out of love with you. We just didn't 
love was just never mm-hmm. defined to us in that way. Um, but I know that I had moments of feeling insecure when we were around other women. If you and I were not, if we were fighting or not, weird, there was some tension early on. I would just feel insecure, like, oh, he's having a good time with her. He must. When like have her I ever now. had a good time with any <laughs> No, other. I mean like having a good conversation, I guess, <laughs> okay, with someone and I'm right there and I'm awkward. trying well, I'm trying to be honest <laughs> yeah, here okay. that early on in our marriage those were those were feelings that I had to fight and not that I didn't trust him. It's just I didn't like what was happening and I felt insecure when nothing was actually happening. I was just it was just my insecurities mm. kind of putting a <laughs> a tint on what was actually happening. And so as mm. we've aged and matured in our marriage, we can be in a fight and I can be totally secure with whoever he's interacting with on a very like, you know, pure and adult, normal, unquestionable level. But I think we have had to, I've had to grow in terms of when there's conflict, uh, dealing with some of the fears or insecurities that come along with that for me. Hmm. Um, Just knowing that love, I can't lose him. Like I'm not gonna lose him. It's love for me. Because and we may have an advantage in that sense, and this is where we would encourage you, young couple, to quickly lay this this foundational yeah. baseline in terms of what love is. Um, we had agreed to explicitly, like, this is what yeah. love is. Love is not my affections. Right. Affections are, are an, an, uh, a natural outworking of love, mm-hmm. which is a choice that I've made. Right. And when I asked you to marry me, yeah. and you said yes, we chose to love each other. Yes. We, I chose in to, an exclusive way. I chose to give you my exclusive love yeah. and to always give it to you. Mm-hmm. Not just give it to you when you've reciprocated it. <laughs> or earned it. Or, or earned it, yeah. Or I feel it, yeah. like giving it to you. And so we made a, a commitment to one another early on. And uh, young couple, make this commitment. Make this very clear in your marriage that love is something that God has made. Mm-hmm. And it is not something that is dependent on your circumstance or your emotion. It is dependent on your choice. It is, And yeah. it is fixed. That love is not, uh, love is a... Love is a way more than it is a noun. First Corinthians 13 talks about how love, the way of love, right? It's a, it's a verb. It's an action. You can choose to love. And if that choice feels really hard right now, or you're kind of questioning that choice, uh, I would say, ask the Lord to help you and enable you to love your spouse and to honor your marriage covenant that you made before him and others. Um, You know, like everything, you have two choices. You can choose to love uh, or you can choose to not love. I mean, Christ loved us while we were still sinners. So if we have his standard and model of love, how then should we be uh, modeling and and acting out that love as well? Do you remember, do you remember the first time you said you loved me? I said it first, probably. (laughs) She did. That's us guys. Uh, (laughs) It was, I was very shocked. We were just like, okay. (laughs) We'd been dating for three, three months. It was, it was early. It was early on in our relationship. I think we had not even kissed yet. Okay, mister. I can only date someone that I could think I I could marry. Like that was our conversation. I know, I know. Okay. Then I'm a woman that's saying, (laughs) I love you because that's the truth. So I just, you know, he caught me off guard. However, you know what? It's not I probably something... said it more than you've said it since then, so <laughs> probably. I've made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Okay. I do want to talk, you did say feelings of love, because I, f- I feel like there are, feelings have, have been elevated past Absolutely. where they should be sometimes in terms of I mean, just what it means culture. to love yeah. one another. Love Everything is subjective, meaning yes, I feel based it, on it's your reality. Feelings, but the, yeah. the Bible doesn't say that. Love is a way. And when yeah. you do that way, there will be these feelings of love, but that is not the objective. The objective is to love as Christ loves. So moving on. Yeah, we should do a whole one on love again. We actually did an episode 
But one of the very first videos we recorded on YouTube, um, it would have been, yeah, it was What is Love? Yeah, so check that out because we, we walked through that in greater detail. All right, this is the fourth myth. Yeah. Is that healthy couples never argue <laughs> or never fight. This should be a red flag. <laughs> if you're not arguing, there's something wrong. <laughs> Just living with another human I, being, it I, means you should yeah. have fights, disagreements, frustrations, tension points that you will have to... Argue better work through. However, arguing should not be your primary way of communication. If it's the only way mm -hmm. you've been communicating, that is also a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are modes of argumentation that are healthy. Yes. And there are modes of argumentation that are very There's unhealthy. Way to deal with conflict. And so, but the issue is not the argument. The issue is the mode of the argument. So you can, like, that's how we are sharpening one another. Now, I, I sometimes wonder if this is just our MO. Because, listen, we say fight. We don't have like fights because I in some of our small group settings we I, I would go to the guys and be like yeah you know me and Selena had a fight and they're picturing like this knockdown blowout don't not, talk to each not other physical altercation but no. yeah like we are at each other you know and Cold and I'm just saying like no we just had an argument basically <laughs> um but I've heard stories of older couples that are like we've never never raised our voice once in our, in our 75 years of marriage. Yeah, but then how long did they have the cold shoulder to each other? That's what yeah, I want to know. Like, okay, so you're just, yeah. <laughs> you may not raise your voice, but you may not yeah, exactly. speak at all. So there's... Exactly, because you don't have to raise your voice to have an argument and right. to, to, be in the, to be in a fight. Um, so it just means that you're human and it means that uh, it means that you're processing through things. Yeah, and I say don't don't... Be afraid of the arguments or the conflict. Like God hasn't given us a spirit mm -hmm. of fear. It doesn't mean you need to just, you know, flare up at whatever, you right. know, ruffles your feathers, but uh, go to God. He's given us our, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit as our counselor to guide us, to lead us, to help us navigate. We have lots of podcast episodes, lots of resources that can help you deal with conflict and arguing and how to overcome it in a healthy way yeah. um, and to grow in this area. But if you are not arguing then there's something wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if, I'll say this, arguing may, I may not agree with that statement, but I would say if you're not <laughs> communicating into the hard issues of life, and sometimes that means that you're having an argument along the way, the key is that you're communicating through it. You're not going around the problem. Yeah. You're not avoiding the problem. You're not in any way watering down or, 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 or sweeping to, it to front under like the rug. To show that you're a problem-free marriage you, even too. Right. But instead of trying to avoid all that, you're, you're as a couple, you're saying, mm -hmm. we are going to work through this storm. Yeah. We're not going to sail around it. We're going to go through it. And that sometimes looks like having a hard conversation. That sometimes looks like uh, raising your voices. Now, James does tell us, in your anger, do not sin. Mm -hmm. um, we do have episodes on fighting naked, if that piques your interest. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Look that up on YouTube or go to our website and just yeah. type in fighting fight naked. Um, there's, a, there's a whole strategy around disagreeing in a way that is vulnerable yeah. and in a way that is open to correction and also uh, allows, is disciplined enough to communicate really what's going on in your heart and in your head so yeah. that your spouse can actually get at your heart and, and help you with whatever's in your in your mind. So so just to note, you wrote that one. I didn't. But uh, more money, <laughs> number oh, four. The, the argue, okay. You said that you said you should never argue. And now you're like, I would agree with that. It's a myth. It's true. So, All right, number four, and then we got one more after this. More money will solve tension. Okay. I won't say it because I just wrote it there. Are you sure? This is actually number five, isn't it? No, because you... number five talks about personal uh, problems disappearing. Okay. Well, now we just gave it away. Now they're not going to watch the yeah, rest of the video. Well, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a okay. good one. So we sometimes <laughs> think that if I just had, if we just, all of our problems would be fixed if we 
had more money. If I just got that promotion, if I just got this, if I just got that, if we just got that car, if we just got whatever. We will tell you, friends, I think the most, the time in our lives when we made the most money was the time in our lives where we had the most debt. Remember? The first couple of years. Well, we were also probably the stupidest we were ever were. Well, that's true too. But (laughs) I'm just saying like like more money does not equal less tension. (laughs) No, and we were we were way we spread way too thin well, uh, financially with our time we were spread way too thin with our commitments we were spread way too thin the issue was not the money it was the our issue, perspective the issue was the our money. hearts yeah. the issue was our inability to steward it responsibly it was our yeah it was thank god we, that he has sorry i jumped in thank god that he's worked on our hearts and he's yeah. he's helped us with that and um we and are now and i'm not saying that we have this completely dialed but I think we're pr- fairly open-handed with the with the resources God has placed yeah. in our yeah. in, in our hands, to the point where um, we just moved about a year and a half ago, and it was this place that we're, we're in now. It's it's a mini farm. It's a dream. We never would have dreamed of having a, a mini farm and um, and what God has given us, and it was well beyond what we thought we could. It wasn't outside of our ability means, to do a, yeah. a, a means, but uh, the more the, the market was, the way housing things were going, we just said, God, this would be awesome. We're going to do our best to wisely pursue this. But at the end of the day, Lord, we're going to love you and we're, we're content, content yeah. where you've placed us. And if you say no, we're fine with that because we right. know you love us. Right. We know that you're looking out for us. Um, and God was gracious and gave us a yes on this one. Right. He has not always done that. Yeah. And, and so I think the attitude toward yeah. it, because uh, many times why couples get overextended is because the attitude toward the material things that they think right. they need and want is not one of... I could take it or leave it and still be content. Instead, it's one that says, if I can just get whatever that is, the vehicle, well, the situation. And that's the, always the tension that we're fighting. Right. Is, that's the flesh, right? Against waging war against our spirit. If we just had this, it would be easier. And mm-hmm. it might be easier for a season, but then you're just going to go back to the same, you know, trough of tensions, basically, right. and try to find your way out of that. When God has said, I am good, I am I am sufficient, yeah. I am the living water, like, come to me. So again, it's just a perspective. It's a idolatry, you know, in our heart and dealing with that and bringing it to the Lord yeah. and having a right uh, perspective on money. And I want to speak to the couple who is maybe in a very kind of dire um, yeah. financial circumstance. Um, now we're sitting here and again, we, I, I mentioned this place being a blessing to us. We still live very lean lives, I would yes. say. Yes. And and that's not and that's not to say that we have like this perspective from where we are and we're just kind of looking down. We, we've been we've run the whole gamut. Like we've had months where we've had less than a hundred dollars in our bank account mm. and rents due car payment and debt and no real prospects, no real hope and wondering where that's going to come yeah. from. And I will tell you friends that that, um, that season in our lives, you're looking at us on the other, other side of that season. Mm. And so ha- having seen God provide in those dire situations of lack, um, has caused us to learn to actually trust our Father for for, for what He says, and and, yeah. um, well, and so if you're going through a hard season, our encouragement for you is this: find where God is asking you to trust Him in that season, yeah. instead of fighting against one another and blaming mm-hmm. and saying if you just made more money or if you just didn't spend this or that. Well, say how can we work through this together? How is God using this to sharpen us and bring us closer to Him, closer to one another? Right. And I agree. I, we also had a season of paying that debt off. We also had a season of, of living very, very lean, having one car, <laughs> having a moving truck that we lived with because it just stored our stuff for a year or two, living in a one-bedroom apartment with a baby. You know, there's there's all of these things that you can do for a season, and I think the willingness yeah. just needs to be there. And to remember it's an adventure for you and your yeah. spouse, and so to just have that gracious heart 
uh, if those seasons are coming or you're in that and to trust the Lord in that because he is good and there's lessons to be learned like we have taken those lessons and they are forever in our hearts and we carry them forward um, into our, our day to day. And so. we're just coming out. Of, and sorry, this is a topic that we just did a bit episode yeah, on two weeks ago. Yeah. So go back and check that out. There are uh, tangible ways to uh, work through financial hardship. Um, those ups and downs are still here too. Yeah. It's not like it's smooth sailing and it's continually the Lord bringing us back to him. And I'm thankful for that. And I pray for that. And in this, in the struggles, it's not always easy to acknowledge it, but um, that's where you have your spouse there to help you. Right. So. so this last one, uh, we'll end it with a verse and some encouragement, but your personal problems will disappear if you get married. Uh, <laughs> There's that age old saying, old saying, right? Wherever you go, there you are. Same is for marriage. Uh, things may be wonderful and blissful for a short amount of time, but hate to burst your bubble. There is a reality called life that we learn to operate and love mm. each other in in our marriage covenant. And your spouse is a gift. They're your helpmate. They're to, there to help you with your problems, to help you see a different side, to cheer you on, and uh, some of the battles that maybe only they know about that you deal with. Uh, and that's a, a special and beautiful thing. And God has given us each other he's given you that spouse for a purpose uh again not for a problem free argue free just feel good friendship relationship although those there are moments and seasons and wonderful mm. experiences of that in marriage and plenty to go around but ultimately like we are given a spouse to be sanctified to learn to love as christ has loved and to experience that same love uh john fifteen thirteen, starting verse 12 do you want to read that i think that's one of the yeah this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, marriage um, it, it is meant to image the love of God and to mm-hmm. image the love of Christ in a very, very tangible way in your spouse's life, in your children's lives, in the lives of your community. Um, and it takes this gritty love and knowing that marriage is not uh, all these myths that we've talked about today. Some of them are silly. Some of them are, you, know, you might be still wrestling through some of them. But marriage is not just about our happiness here and now. Marriage mm-hmm. is all about the glory of God. And as a result, because our God is good, mm-hmm. we also get to experience the goodness of marriage. We get mm-hmm. to experience the goodness of, of unity with another uh, human being, the person that he's given to you. And when we, when we embrace that, that the, the reason for our marriage yeah. is to glorify God, then friends, then we get to begin, start working toward the, the, the truest kind of form of loving one another toward, I think, the fullest version of that, that joy that mm-hmm. can be experienced. But it takes that acknowledging that it's not about me. Mm. It's not even about you. Sorry, Stella. It's about Jesus. It's Thank about God. Goodness, it's not about so if you're watching this and uh, you've heard us talking and you're wondering, yeah, this love seems different. Uh, yeah, it is. It's very different um, because our God is unlike any other God. Mm-hmm. He is the living God, and He has not just stayed far away. He has He has dwelt in and among His own people. He has He has come and lived a perfect life, died the death that we should have died, was risen again. Death did not defeat Him. 
He rose again and he ascended into heaven. He reigns at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. And he has given you, if you place your trust in him, and if you place your trust in Christ, he's given you access uh, into God's goodness, into the throne room of grace. And we're here to invite you into that. Mm -hmm. If you want to know what it means to become a Christian, uh, we have a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. Just go there, check it out. It just outlines very briefly what it means to follow Jesus. Um, and uh, we pray that you would take those steps down that path. Find a good church. Find somebody you can grow with. And we pray that, that you flourish um, as an individual, that your marriage flourishes as a result. It's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. It always has been. Amen. It always will be. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you um, for this gift of marriage that uh, as tough as it is at times, Lord, you have created a beautiful thing. You've given us uh, the ability to know one another in this intimate way, to grow and to flourish, to build a life together. I pray for the couples watching this, that you would uh, bolster their marriage, strengthen their marriage, fill their marriage with purpose, instill in them a, an urgency to live out uh, the gospel as they love their spouse for their good, for your glory, mm. um, in obedience to you. Lord, I pray that you would um, bring them, the estranged spouses, that you would bring them closer together, that mm. they would see your face and they would want uh, to honor you and they would have soft hearts toward you, soft hearts toward one another, and they would run to you, run to one another, and that they might be strengthened in their unity, that they might glorify you again. Um, and all these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, if you're still watching this and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're still listening to this, if you haven't subscribed to the the, uh, the Fierce Marriage podcast, make sure you subscribe in whatever podcasting app you use. This podcast is possible because of our supporters. Mm -hmm. right, so if you if you feel the Lord leading you to partner with us, we'd be honored to partner with you. Uh, the way you do that is you go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There's some tiers. It's a monthly thing. Anything goes $2 on up. We would love to uh, have you in that community. Um, the Lord is good and he is, he is uh, using you, our listeners, our, our viewers to support this. So thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you if that's you. All right. Uh, that, that's it for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to say? Mm -hmm. All right. This episode of Fierce Marriages. In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time. Stay fierce.